The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How do you view your own success? Are you leading with compassion or are you considered ruthless? There is plenty of room for both types of leaders, but the best way to lead successfully is to balance boldness and integrity, using kindness and compassion to earn respect. Combine this with a go-getter, visionary, and aggressive drive to stay competitive. Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks. We'll use the ideas heard today and in this series to help you use every advantage to achieve the best end result. Now, here's your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Absolutely delighted that you've enjoyed that you've joined us today. Now, for today's show, we are in for a very special treat. It's a subject that's very near and dear to my heart, and that's the subject of time, and more importantly, managing your time. So, I want to give you a little bit of background on today's guest. Her name is Rosie Aiello, and she has an international company that she founded called Clear Vista Consulting International. Now, Rosie brings many skills to the table, but what I can tell you is she is a time management strategist extraordinaire. She is an award-winning entrepreneur and also a best-selling author. Some of her books have included Entrepreneur Extraordinaire, The One-Minute Productivity Tip, Year of Productivity, 12 Essential Habits, that create more time, money, and fun. Now, who wouldn't like more time, money, and fun? Now, she's also the co-author of the best-selling book, Conversations That Make a Difference, Shifting Your Beliefs to Get What You Want. Now, Rosie's dedication, and you're going to hear this on the show, she absolutely loves defeating productivity black holes and small business overwhelm. Rosie, welcome to today's show. Thank you so much, Kathy. It's just a pleasure. I mean, a real pleasure to be here and be among your listeners. Well, I I appreciate that, and thank you for joining us. And one of the things that we're going to really focus on is the interaction between time and money. And we entitled the show, you know, Learn How High-Performance Habits Occur and How to Make It Absolutely Your Best Year Ever. So, Rosie poses a great question to us, and I think it's, are you choosing to answer the phone call every time the phone rings or every time you get that instant message or a Facebook and all of the things that can really suck us in to some activity, but not necessarily the productive activity we're looking for. Can you share with us why does that happen? Why is that shiny, I'll call it the shiny squirrel, it's both at the same time. Why does that <laughs> shiny, shiny squirrel syndrome hit all of us from time to time? In, in my, in my uh, observation of working with people, what I have found is that 
if you are not, and this goes in the very, very, very beginning, so if you are not clear on your vision and on your goals, then it's easy to waste time. Mm. But if you know when you wake up in the morning what your intentions are for the day, what your goals are for the day, and they are kept fully present in front of you, and you know why you're doing what you're doing. You know, a lot of this is, is first of all, creating awareness. First, you know, people are not even aware that they're doing it. They're, that's what a habit is, right? You do it without thinking. Right. But this, what we have gotten into this massive data age. I mean, it's just like a jungle out there. That's how I like to view it. It's just a jungle out there, and it, it takes a lot of, of focus and attention to what's important. But if you haven't even clarified for yourself what your goals are, and, you know, your big goals, you know, just not, not a daily goal, but your big goals, what are your actions that you need to do today to achieve those goals? And are you focused on those right now? And one of the mantras, I will share this right in the beginning, and if your listeners learn nothing but this mantra, it will change their life. And that is, is the task or action I am working on right now helping me achieve my goals? I love that. I know when I met you a couple of years ago and I had an opportunity to attend one of your live seminars, you you said a question or threw that question out to the to the audience and I wrote that down as, ooh, that's going to be on the absolute top of my daily goal list. And I'm going to see that as a question reflecting back on me. It's such a powerful tool, simple tool, but powerful. Thank you. And, and I recommend literally that people, you know, type it out or put it on a card and tape it to their computer so they see it. It's like their little reminder that, you know, am I getting off task? And, you know, assessing, people are becoming reactive. People are thinking because data comes to them quickly, they, they have an obligation to respond to it quickly, which is nothing further than the truth. It, you know, so you end up being um, a victim, really, mm-hmm. of you know, you're, you're creating your own victimhood of succumbing to other people's agendas because your own agenda is not clear. Well, let's talk about that for a little while because um, I have a, a client service background uh, prior to getting into sales, and and certainly the responsiveness to the client was always tracked and monitored, and I, and I took a lot of pride in making sure that I could always get back to the client promptly. What you're talking about is this almost data overwhelm where I go to bed one night and the next morning I wake up with 500 brand new emails. So <laughs> let's talk about some protocol and and how to stay out of that overwhelm because I love the fact that you do not want to become a slave to other people's agenda. You know, this is is interesting because, you know, and I wanted to sort of split this a little bit to make sure it's clear. I mean, if your job is customer service, then it's Mm -hmm. different. Yes. But I'm going to make the assumption your job is not uh, 24-hour customer service. Um, right. And so for those, it's like, again, what, are, what, is your, you, what is your agenda? What do you have on your daily action list versus somebody else's? Because when, if you open your email and the first thing you start to do is to respond to their emails, that means 
they are, just by that fact, they, they are dictating what's important to you. Instead of you knowing what's important to, to yourself and you take the initiative to respond when it's convenient for you but within a reasonable amount of time. Because you get an email at 7 o'clock in the morning does not mean you need to respond to it at 8 o'clock as soon as you open your email. You need to know what is it that I have, what are my goals, what am I, what's on my action list today to help me achieve those goals, and most importantly is to really set blocks of time throughout the day during which you will actually be checking your emails and not get into the trap as well of checking your emails constantly throughout the day. Well, that's one of the the tools that I learned from you as well. And it it, it really changed the way that I set up my day. Um, Mm -hmm. Not only days that I was in the office and I travel quite a bit, so it also set up my travel days quite beautifully. Mm -hmm. Will you share with our listeners what you mean by uh, time blocking? Um, I even took your advice and I color code everything. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, time blocking... Um, or chunking, you know, people use lots of different terms, but really setting time up on your calendar saying, this is the time I will check emails. Now, some people um, can check it twice a day, sometimes three times a day. So, for example, you can put on your calendar um, 10 to 11 will be the time during which I will open and, and go through my emails. Now, there's a whole process of going through emails, um, and that's, you know, a different topic. And then you may have it again at maybe, say, 2 o'clock, uh, and then maybe again in the, in the evening before you retire for the, for, the, for the day. I would put forth that most of us do not receive emails that are emergencies. N- you know, if it's an emergency, someone will actually give you a phone call. And then if it's a, if it's a true emergency, then it's then you deal with it as an emergency. But most things we get are not emergencies. Yet we treat everything as if it is because it's in our inbox. It's not an emergency. We have to change that mindset. This is a huge shift in people um, behaving with email and managing and respecting their time. Uh, so that's. That's what I mean by blocking, literally marking off. And, you know, you indicated you color code. I'm very much into color coding my, my, my calendar and, and being true to yourself. Set, your, set the timer, you know, on your phone as well. You know, if you say an hour, you know, set your timer for an hour. It's easy to get sucked into and then forget, oh, well, I, um, I forgot, you know, and it went two hours on my emails because I... You know, I had the intention to set do an hour, but I did two hours because I wasn't really paying attention to the time. Does well, that make sense? And let's, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit more because it's clear to me that emails can um, can zap our time. What are some of the other time zappers we as business owners um, and productive team members need to be cognizant of? Well, you, you indicated a little bit in the beginning about, you know, answering the phone. So, for example, uh, when the phone rings, now most of us have caller ID. If you don't, you should be getting it. Um, and you need to make 
quick assessments every time that phone rings. Where are you? What, what are you doing when that phone rings? Are you writing a proposal? Are you working on a client project? Um, were you on Facebook? What, were you, you know, what are you doing when that phone is ringing? And then, depending on what you're doing, you decide whether to take it. Because if you're in, for example, if you're in the middle of a, a client work, is it worth it to be interrupted uh, doing that client work and answer that phone call? And only you, have to, only you can make these assessments, but you, it has to be an assessment as opposed to the phone rings, I answer it. Because it's important to realize that when you answer that phone call, that moment, you will now have been interrupted. If you want to go back or when you go back to your work, if it's taken a while to be on the phone call, you would have lost what I call the flow of your thoughts, you, you know, I think everyone understands what the flow is. So then you, you lost, oh, darn it, where, where was I? So then it takes you um, longer to get back into the flow or you lost it. It's like, God, I just, I'm not in the mood now. Or right. you start procrastinating and unintentionally. The phone call forced a procrastination on you that you didn't realize. But then you start, you might go back to it and then it's just not working. So there was a big cost to that. So you better make sure that that phone call was worth that cost or you don't answer it. So I want to help train your listeners to not just think that they, because the phone rings, they need to answer it. It has to be an assessment. And this takes practice. You know, practice answering these questions. And you have seconds to to make these assessments because the phone is ringing, right? And I don't remember how it is now, but, you know, in the old days, you know, it was like every, every ring was 10 seconds. So if it rang 10 times, which I don't think anybody lets the phone ring that much anymore, um, it was a minute. So now we're really talking 20, you know, maybe 20, 30 seconds to make these assessments, Sure, sure. Well, and we'll talk about, we're coming into our first break. What I want to get into when we come back is the, would be the prices and benefits we're paying for really not getting a handle on our time. And I know you have an assessment and a way to really um, show the monetary aspect of the impact of this with our business. You are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks and our guest expert today, Rosie Aiello. She is a time, manage, time management expert. Stay tuned for more. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in government, the legal arena, and the business world impacts your business every day. And we're going to take you on a behind-the-scenes tour of it all. Each week, we'll bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers and leaders. Squire Patton Boggs will be your guide as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join us for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Channel each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. 
Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at CompassionateSamuraiShow.com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. I am delighted that we have guest expert Rosie Aiello on the line with us today. And Rosie's sharing with us beautiful time management tips, course correction tips for those that are in business overwhelm, and then also some unique tips that if you don't have those in your toolbox, Rosie's going to get those tips introduced to you today. So Rosie, share with us what are some of the and benefits one really pays when they don't track and monitor where their business time goes. What are some of those prices we pay? You know, the first thing to as it, for fixing any problem or correcting anything, anything is, is having awareness of where where you're losing your time. And um, I don't think I, I hope <laughs> people are not intentionally using their time. It's just these bad habits have just taken over or they don't have the discipline, which is another habit that you need to really formulate. But as an owner of your business, I would I really love to, you know, make sure people are so much aware of that, you know, your time is truly your money. And if you are wasting your time, it's really your profits going down the drain. It, you know, your time is precious. And if you're using time in an incorrect way and not really valuing your time, then you're not just wasting the money you know, the chances of creating income-producing activities because you're just mismanaging your time, but you're really, truly wasting your life. Well, you are. And so you've talked about creating that awareness. Where does your time go? Making sure that your goals are paramount on what you do in any given day, week, or month. Where do you go? Let's say you've started your business. The business is purring and ticking. You're growing. Where do you go to really hone down the discipline of managing your time? Where where do you go? (laughs) Yeah. In other words, what steps do you look to implement Mm -hmm. on a daily basis to see kind of where where is your time getting wasted? Where are you utilizing your time? Uh, I know you have a bajillion systems and strategies for tracking everything you do. Where does one start when they've really not been present? They've jumped all in. They're in the deep end of the pool. And now it's kind of time to swim. Where do they go for these tools and systems? 
I'll give you some examples of how to course correct. Would that be good? That'd be because, awesome. you know, to where we, where would you go? Would you go to somebody, you know, you go to an expert and you start reading some books and things like that to help you get the support that you need. And I'm hoping that, you know, your listeners here will just have this big aha that, oh, maybe I need to start waking up to how I'm using my time. Am I answering the phone when I shouldn't be? So let's just talk about the phone since we already addressed that. So one is like, one is having that assessment, you know, now just being aware. Oh, maybe every time the phone rings, I'm not going to always answer it. I'm going to think twice before. Just that will save you a lot of time. Because if you don't, there was a study done, um, by Dr. Gloria Marks oh, a few years ago now. And her studies showed that if you are interrupted, it takes you on average 23 minutes to get back on task. Um, now, that's 23 minutes to get back on task. She doesn't really even talk about you getting back into the workflow. She's just getting to the work. So and let's say you have you know, a few of those a day. Let's say you have two of them a day. So it took you 23 minutes to get back on task. Let's say 20 minutes to make things easy. And it took you maybe another 10 or 20 minutes to actually get back on the workflow. So that's 40 minutes. So 40 minutes, you know, maybe two or three times a day. And if you figure out what is, how much is my billing rate? How much is, how, what is my value? And I'm hoping that at least everybody on this call, their value is at least $100 an hour. So if we're talking about one call a day, one hour a day wasted, that's $100. $100 wasted um, once a day. If we do that every day, that's five hours. Now, what about, what about um, other distractions like mm, maybe the Facebook? You go on there to, let's say, intentionally do something. Intentionally to maybe post something, um, maybe like somebody, you know, you have a purpose. So you're doing that. Remember, it goes back to is the goal I'm working on right now helping me achieve my goals, right? Is the task I'm working on now. So it always, you know, that has to be your primary focus there. Um, but then, oh, somebody, you know, makes something, you start reading, and you get distracted. You forget how long you've been on there. So a way to really recapture that time and start Cutting that wasted time, set your alarm. Mm-hmm. Use, use your timer as your best friend until you start training yourself to not be there. And that's what I did when I first came to the United States. I'd lived overseas for a long time. And so, you know, the Internet was like so slow. So, I mean, it was just insanely so I could, I could clean up my whole bedroom before I could get a new page <laughs> up. So, and so here was like, oh my God, the world is open to me. And I would just be clicking on that button and that button. So now I call it the internet black hole, you know, like it just never ends. So one, I started setting my alarm and two, I trained myself with that mantra. Again, uh, you know, if you think about it, let's how many of these one-hour wasted times or even 15 minutes here and 15 minutes there, and before you know it, it adds up. And I call them time leaks. So you don't think about it. Oh, well, I was on my Facebook for another 15 minutes today or 15 minutes at this juncture. And then, you know, okay, so I answered that phone call. And, um, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And, you know, I couldn't get back to my work, so I'll just do it tomorrow. 
Do you see the pattern here? Things are getting delayed. Your goals are getting delayed. Your ability to serve people is getting delayed. You're not living your full life because you're allowing, you're allowing these distractions and interruptions into your life. Well, and that's one of the things that I learned from you is when I really took my monetized earning capacity and calculated everything out. Every time I'm off track, what is that costing my business on a daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis? It was an unpleasant number to look at, but it was a number. <laughs> it was a number. And I like to think of myself as organized. But um, what I found is I wasn't setting up the right boundaries. In other yeah. words, I'd answer every phone call that came in. Every email was how quickly can I get the response back. And yes, I was becoming a slave to the technology data that was driving mm-hmm. in toward me. Um, so really powerful lessons that, um, and I've, I've taken that lesson even further. I've taken that lesson to calculate out and show my team how mm-hmm. much it's costing the entire team with this, not mm-hmm. just me. Um, mm-hmm. So it makes a big difference. Um, there's still one thing or, well, there's a handful of things that I struggle with. And that is the concept of going paperless. I'd like to have you weigh in on that subject matter where technology seems uh, to say that we could go paperless. And I have not been able to master that skill. Would you share a little bit about this paperless dilemma, please? <laughs> Thank you. Um Yes, I, I still think the um, the paper makers are still doing quite good business here, um, despite um, our efforts. And and I think it's a good effort to 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 go as paperless as, as much as possible. But let's talk about what we need to go paperless in, and and where maybe some of the resistance or difficulty may be. Um, so let's first address, because I think this is a big issue for a lot of people, um, and that is your, your daily action list or your to-do list. Um, I'm going to tell you that personally, I do it by paper. I've tried digital, and it didn't work for me. Um, I have clients who do all digital, and it works for them. And so what I want to say from, from that part right away is that choose the system that works best for you. If your partner, if your best friend, if your boss, if whoever is doing a digital system and they're saying, and this particular digital system, because there are quite a number, um, but it doesn't work for you, then it, it doesn't mean that anything is wrong with you. It's just that it doesn't work with you. And you will use the system that works for you. This is really key. The system that works for you is the one that you're going to use. If it doesn't work for you, you're just not going to try it. Sure. So that's, I want to just make people feel at ease that it's like, it's like not to feel guilty, like you have to hide. It's like, oh my God, I'm using a paper system for my to-do list, you know? <laughs> I don't <laughs> want people to think that something's wrong with them. Makes sense. Um, but, well, um, and and I love the fact that choosing your system, in other words, you're not dictating you must do it this way. It, and, and 
it seems obvious if it's if it's not something that's going to um, work with your flow and your rhythm and your core beliefs, you're just not going to adopt it. You might use it, what, a couple of weeks out of compliance, but you will not be committed to your very own system if it doesn't work for you. So I, I love the fact that you're underscoring that. Yeah, thank you. And then now getting to um, just... Mm, paper documents. I mean, if you see everything is, you know, here's your PDF and here's this. And so, again, some people don't like to read on the screen. And again, honor yourself because you want to read that document. But if you cannot read it um, uh, on the screen, don't feel guilty for printing it out. Maybe you can use recycled paper and print on the other side. Um, and and that's okay. I want to give people permission. I'm I'm not going to you know the, the tree people are not going to kill me you know. But I want to give people permission to to do things that feel comfortable for them, so they actually do it. Now I have I have many things digital, and you need to create a good digital filing system. It's not like just because this is the other thing people think oh. Well, you know, I know how to file my paper, you know, or maybe I don't, but I've learned so much about filing paper, but I haven't really learned about filing digitally. And that's critical because just because it's digital doesn't mean that, oh, you just throw it on your desktop. That would be like the worst thing to do. You still need to create a digital filing system so that you can find things easily. All filing systems whether they're paper or digital, the goal is not to just put it away. The goal of filing is to be able to retrieve it. And as long as you have that goal in mind, then you can set up systems so that you can find it again. It's easy, right? To just, oh, I'll just shove that in a box. (laughs) Well, put it away. But that's not a filing system. Exactly, exactly. Well, we are coming up with our next break here. You're listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks. Stay tuned for more. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace, Every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Higher education faces lots of changes. If you are a student, educator, or in the workforce, you'll want to tune into Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Your host, Dave Goldberg, and his guests will explore the innovations that higher education adopts as it reinvents itself. The world of higher education is constantly changing. Stay on top and stay ahead of the rest. Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. listening to the compassionate samurai business hour to reach kathy fairbanks or her guest today please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790 again that's 1-866-472-5790 if you'd rather send an email the email address is kathy at compassionate samurai show.com now back to the compassionate samurai business hour Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I'm your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and we're chatting with Rosie Aiello. She is the founder of Clear Vista Consulting International. And we've been just, I've been taking tons and tons of notes about how to course correct some of my time management. And Rosie, one of the key things and key elements that I'd like to focus on are the best boundaries for small business owners to set and really have the discipline to set those boundaries, which would you share with us your recommendations? Um, thank you, Kathy. Um, this this whole thing about boundaries is just sort of dear to my heart. I don't know why. I just feel very passionate about that because um, when you when you say yes, again, I want to increase people's awareness first. Of people say, oh, I can't say no, and but when you say yes to something or someone, what are you saying no to? And to start looking at the whole issue of creating boundaries and establishing boundaries as really honoring yourself. And again, it goes back to honoring your vision, your goals, your dreams, which need to be very clear. And start, and you put, you set a very key word, and that's being disciplined. But it's easier to be disciplined when you know, gee, that phone's ringing, but I'm working on client's work. I need to not only honor myself, I need to honor that client. Maybe that client's not physically there, but the client, I'm doing that client's work. Am I honoring that client by just saying, you're not important right now. Um, You know, even though I'm focused on you and writing really great stuff for you, you're not important because I'm going to answer that phone call. Mm. No. And, the other thing what happens when you're not honoring yourself is that, you know, sometimes you, you might regret your decision or you start to resent others. Um, maybe you start to uh, build up bad feelings about yourself. Um, stress starts to kick in because now you're saying yes to things you, you really deep down didn't want to say yes to. Right? And isn't that what it's all about? And it's now setting up this boundary policy, whether it's somebody calling you or somebody knocking at your door. And it's not when somebody says, can I talk or can I see you or whatever. It doesn't mean no, never. It means, gee, I would really love to be fully present with you because I know what you have to say is important and I'm in the middle of something right now. Um, Can I get back to you in? And then you... You, you agree or you state, you know, in, in a half an hour, in the afternoon, or the next day, or whatever is appropriate, and honor that. So you're honoring yourself and you're honoring that other person. Um, because when you, when you honor yourself, then 
you are, you have greater focus on, on what you are doing. You feel happier. You're, you're more energized. You're not feeling this bombardment of people after you. You feel respected. You feel more empowered. You feel um, calmer and more relaxed. You feel more in control. All of these things are very empowering. And so you show up better. You give better when you set and maintain your boundaries because everybody is happier. Yeah, that is so true. And I, I tell you, we could we could just sit on here and go hours and hours and create a seminar around this because it also, I know with boundary setting, has to do with keeping your agreements. And Rosie, I'm reflecting back when we first chatted briefly, I think I gave you a call and, and invited you to be a guest on the show. And you actually modeled the very behavior that you were just talking about. And that was, Kathy, I would love to be on your radio show. What's the topic you desire? And of course, it's going to be time management strategies. And what you said next was great because I was thinking on the sooner side of the calendar and you said, you know what? That's not really going to work for me to give you my best. Let's bump this to March. I can give you my best. I'm just looking at my calendar. That's where I'm going to show up the best for you, Kathy. And I felt honored. And I know you felt like you were honoring yourself because you weren't saying yes to something you wanted to do, but the timing was off. Mm-hmm. And that was just beautiful. Well, thank you. And I think this is the key, and I'm really huge on communication. And I think that when you just communicate to people, because they have their own agenda, and it's not a matter of them being selfish, it's just that they have they only know what they know which is their own stuff and if we communicate and give them the opportunity to to say okay yes no it makes them feel respected as well i mean there's nothing worse in my opinion that you go off on your own and haven't communicated to somebody else that's just the worst um and you can't, how can you re- be, feel, how can you expect to be respected if you're not respecting them? So the boundary issue is really both sides um, of the, re- you know, I think the respect coin. <laughs> right. Well, and it really fuels us in living that compassionate samurai mm-hmm. life where we're personally mm-hmm. responsible for our time and then the agreements that we're making with others. I know in, um, and you've taken the uh, Clemmer Seminar of Personal Mastery where a big portion of a day is spent on honoring agreements and the prices and benefits for not keeping an agreement. So if you're not yeah. setting those boundaries, I think we are setting ourselves up uh, to kind of shoot ourselves in, in the foot. No doubt mm-hmm. about that. Um, one of the things that I wanted to cover too, because I'm getting ready to switch over on computer systems, and that is how much of a filing system do we need to have on our computer, you know, uh, versus the paper trail? And how do you really manage that? I kept getting discus full, and so I, I would pull files off, but just in the whole management of your computer files, do you want to weigh in on that? Um, so for, the, for your computer files, um, I don't know what size of a computer you have. I mean, we're pretty lucky. And, and you can always, the other thing is that you can put things onto Dropbox. 
mm-hmm. uh, which is another filing system. I mean, it's not another filing system. It's another file box. Uh, you still have to create the system within it. But just like paper files where you should go through them and, and you know regularly to purge, you know, you also should go through your digital files and, and purge if you are, especially if you're running out, keeping your files up to date. Now, again, and I have to say I'm guilty of this. I'm not perfect <laughs> in everything. But, you know, because it's digital, we don't have that tendency to clean up our digital files as much as we should. But we ought to. I mean, if you talk to any of the tech guys, they're about, you know, ready to pull their hair out. You know, you guys are you're not cleaning up your digital files, and there's just a lot of old stuff. And being aware when you create a digital filing system, uh, just you know, simple, is like, you know, you can set things by, by year. You know, just like, for example, you know, you have your taxes, you know, you have tax, a tax file, you know, we're going through the tax season right now, you know, and have it by year. And then after you know that, I think it's what seven years we need to keep, and then after that we don't need to have that anymore. Um, for example, even with your clients, okay, how how far back do you want? Do you need to keep your client information from twenty years ago? Probably not. Um, and then if you have it by year, then it's easy just to to delete those files on a regular annual basis. There's lots of information that you may be keeping that, you know. I thought I really needed that information, but I really realized that I don't need to keep keep a digital file of it. I can probably just Google it now, you know, do some research and get instant access to it. So this is another thing. It's like we don't need to keep a lot of data on our uh, digital files as we used to because the Internet has become so available to us for instant information. You have to assess, is this information... You know, the information that I have on file, is it, is it rare? I mean, is it hard to get to? Well, then if the answer is yes, then you keep it. If the answer is no, I can, you know, I really can get that somewhere else. Or I can get it, I have access to it again. I don't need to keep a copy of it. Um, then, then make that choice to clean up your files and clear it out. Does well, that help? I'm... I mean, I can go in further, but um, does that, is that on the right path oh. that you were looking at? Yeah, definitely. I think just knowing that that things are changing so, so quickly, um, just hearing the tip of, hey, if it's readily available on the Internet, you don't need a copy of it and you don't necessarily need a file of, of that in your computer. So I'm I'm very appreciative of that thought and that topic. Well, you've been listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. I hope you stay tuned for our last segment. Rosie has some great concepts, great ideas, and some tools for you to download. Stay tuned for more. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. 
Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. We've been speaking with Rosie Aiello, and she is a time management expert. Rosie, you've been sharing with us just some beautiful tips on how to course correct with overwhelm, but also put some great tools in our toolbox to make sure we're not losing money just by having time get sucked out of us from either email or a phone call or um, Facebook something like that on social media. Um, I know one of the things that just popped in my head from time to time, I'll have a client call me and I actually have started setting a timer with Uh a client call because Uh my clients all have different personalities, right? Uh Some are very quick, get to the point, Kathy, yes, no, did this happen, did this happen? Others would like to chat, and I'm willing to chat, but I also have to monitor my time. How do you, how do you recommend, do you recommend kind of monitoring how much time you're on the phone with your clients? Oh, I, I, this it's a great example, and I love what you do. Um, especially, you know, if you're not on the clock, which I, I assume, you know, you're not getting paid for that amount of time. They're just calling you, and they're needing right. some information. So the answer is a resounding yes. Again, this is about managing your boundary, right? So you took the call, which is great. You know, you want to respect uh, your client. But lots of, you know, you can manage, you know, to what degree do I need to listen to them go on and actually serve them. And you're serving them the more you can actually give them what they need. And if, and if they're just talking and they actually need something, they're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to serve them. So, and then you can feel yourself resenting, you know, like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, they're going on and on and on. So how does that, then that starts to pull your energy out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so by by setting the timer, I think it's a fabulous thing. And, and then and then gently interjecting, it's like you know I hear you, um, and this is what you know. I'm so glad you shared this. You know, always honoring the person and what they share, which you are like the queen of, in my <laughs> Thank opinion. You. Thank um, you. You're welcome. And then continuing on. Because if you do have another call or something else comes in, you won't be able to to serve that other person waiting for you. So absolutely use the timer. Now, if you're actually with a client call where it's, you know, a paid consultation, then obviously that is timed or or whatever. Um, But yeah, that's perfect. A beautiful example. So thank you for sharing that. 
You bet. You bet. The other tool that I really use quite heartily is when I do ask for an appointment with a client, let's say it's a beginning stage appointment, I make sure that I honor their time with what they agreed to. And, And that goes back to Rosie's point around boundaries. I do not want to disrespect a potential client or a client around not managing my time well and disrespecting the time that they've allowed me, whether it's five minutes or five hours, I want to make sure I'm on target with them. So a couple of questions I have for you, Rosie, is I want the listeners to hear what are the best fit clients for you when you're out there in the world and people hear about your services? What are the types of businesses that you're able to help? Because I know you're determined to get businesses in the best possible light for producing results. Who are the best fit clients for you, Rosie? Uh, thank you for for asking that. Um, my best clients that um, I really enjoy working with are are those um, in the service based industries. So they're usually smaller entrepreneurs. Um, you know, maybe solo to maybe ten ten uh, employees. I mean, so there's like, there's two groups here, and um, who are just like my people just keep talking to me. I can't get anything done. Um, they they feel stressed and overwhelmed because they know they could be getting more done, and they just have you know between their boundaries and not having any of these new habits, what I call the new success habits, in place. And they need to be shored up. They need we need to throw out the old and put in the new. So those are the the key clients who have their own businesses. Uh, they're entrepreneurs who want to get ahead, who want to have um, greater ease in getting through the day so they can really have um, a fulfilled life and day um, every time they go home. Fantastic. Now, one of the questions that I have, how do you keep so fresh? Because you've been doing this for, for a while. How do you stay so fresh and passionate with the work that you do? <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, well, you know, when you love what you do, I mean, just um, it's um, it, it's easy, I guess, for me. You know, but I want to tell you these other habits that I do that are critical, and that is, I could teach until I'm blue in the face. Um, you know, how do you, you know, manage your boundaries? I mean, really getting the skills in. You know, how do you do a filing system? How do you manage your interruptions and distractions and, and, and dozens of others? However, none of that would be valid or for, it would all be for naught if you don't take care of your physical body. And that means hydrating, nourishing yourself, getting enough adequate sleep, and having some exercise in your life. Because if you're not sleeping enough, you're, you cannot be productive. It doesn't matter, you know. You'll be maybe a little bit better than the average person, which, you know, because I have the skills, if I'm a little bit sleep-deprived for some, other, for some reason, you know, I can manage it, but not long-term. Mm-hmm. Well, this is not long-term strat- strategies. If I'm not feeding my body well, if I'm not fueling my body, I can't be productive. Um, if I'm not hydrating myself, I cannot be productive. So I have a glass of water from the moment I wake up. I drink water and I have water or some hot tea throughout the day. 
um, I make a point to nourish myself properly. I'm not a nutritionist or medical doctor or wellness expert, so um, if you need advice on that, go to an expert. Uh, the same thing, if you're having sleeping issues, then you know consult an expert because it is not only affecting your productivity, this is affecting your life. Um, and so these are like, you know, the extra... Um, habits that you need to really be a high performer and have a supercharged energetic life. Um, I'm, I'm not so a spring chicken. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because let's face it, many entrepreneurs and small business owners, they are get it done, type A, driver personalities. And oftentimes what falls off the list is that self-care and that self-honoring. Um, so Rosie, I'm so happy that you brought that up. And they seem like simple things to do. Get your sleep, get your physical exercise, hydrate, take care of you so you can take care of everyone else and put yourself at the top. Rosie, share with us today, how can our listeners get in touch with you? What's the best way to reach out and learn about your programs? And if you'd highlight a few of the programs that you do offer. Uh, I'd love to. Um, so first of, all, uh, first of all, I would love to invite them to go to clearvistaconsulting.com forward slash gift. That's clearvistaconsulting.com forward slash gift and and you'll get uh, an ebook it's called get organized seven critical steps to small business success now this is a short but extremely powerful ebook i mean people have told me that they have gotten more done in one week than in the prior six months after reading that book you know Fantastic. i write it just in very clear bullet points um to make it really easy to read but easy to implement. I'm really about making things easy to implement. Thank the, you. You're welcome. And then when um, then you'll be able to also um, get my other um, information on one-minute productivity tips that I will be sending out. So you get regular, you know, infusion of, oh, this is what I should be doing, or this is what I could be doing to keep elevating yourself to be more effective, more productive, more energized in your life and your business. Thank you, Rosie. So I'm going to repeat that uh, site again. It's clearvistaconsulting.com forward slash, is it gift or gifts? Singular. Singular. Okay, so gift. You have been listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks. Thank you so much, Rosie Aiello, for being our guest today. Thank you. I love it. Um, you it's just bet. been a really a big pleasure, and um, I hope to see um, them talk to me. Um, and um, whatever questions they have, they're free to even write to me an email. Fantastic. So until next week, I suggest you knock them alive. Thank you for tuning into our show. You can hear the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, be sure to take action and create your own success.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.